chapter 10. Someone has said the book should have been titled Acts of the Holy Spirit because he was the one doing everything. And everything that happened in the book happened after the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. Praise God. It is also a book that does not have the ending, uh, have it ended with the word Amen, like other books in the New Testament. And uh, that makes it look like the book is still being written. Your own story, parts of miracles. Praise God. Including the ones that God wrote through your own hands. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 10. Let's take our reading from the 24th verse. The 24th verse. And the following day they entered Caesarea. Now Cornelius was waiting for them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him up saying, Stand up. I myself am also a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many who had come together. Then he said to them, You know how unlawful it is for a Jewish man to keep company with or go to one of another nation. But God has showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Therefore I came without objection as soon as I was sent for. I asked then, For what reason have you sent for me? So Cornelius said four days ago, I was fasting until this hour. And at the night hour, I prayed in my house. And behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your arms are remembered in the sight of God. Send therefore to Joppa and call Simon here, whose surname is Peter. He is lodging in the house of Simon Etana by the seaside. When he comes, he will speak to you. So I sent to you immediately, and you have done well. And this was the story of how the gospel got to the Gentiles for the first time. A man by the name Cornelius, a centurion, received this visitation of an angel, telling him to send people to Joppa to, to send for Simon Peter to come and preach to him. And Simon had received a, a, a visitation of God in a vision and then a voice directing him to go with him. Otherwise, a Jew will not want to go to a Gentile to talk to him. The old covenant was for the Jews. It was not for the Gentiles. To associate with Gentiles was something that was defiling in the sight of the Jews and according to the old covenant. So, uh, but Peter uh, obeyed the instruction because after Jesus died and rose from the dead, he died for the whole world and it was time for Gentiles to also come into covenant with God. Hallelujah. But now I want you to notice the words that Peter is about to speak carefully here. The Bible says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. The word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. Explain this message of peace. And he now explained it further by saying, That word you know, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, 
who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Was how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. Glory to God. We'll briefly talk about Christ the healer tonight. And we'll expect him to heal us also. Father in Jesus name we receive your anointing. On the ministry of your holy word. And we ask you to walk with us. And confirm your word with signs following tonight. Thank you Father in Jesus name. And somebody says Amen. Amen. This was the message that made the rounds. The message that made the rounds was the message of an anointed Jesus. It was the message of the anointed one and his anointing. The message was that God the Almighty himself anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Now, before he anointed Jesus of Nazareth, he did not do what Acts 10, 38 says he did. Because Acts 10, 38 says he went about doing good, healing all who are oppressed of the devil. He did not go around doing good, neither did he heal anybody until he was anointed by God. Before then, he was Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph, son of Mary. He was true. It was true that his birth was special, was miraculous. It was an immaculate conception, a virgin, a had a baby. And truly it was the incarnation of God uh, putting on life. In many respects, he lived an ordinary life. Because you will read about him later in the book of Mark chapter 6. When he went to his village preaching and claiming to be the Messiah, they were offended at him. And when they were offended at him, one of the questions they asked was, Is this not the carpenter? Meaning that the Lord Jesus Christ grew up learning carpentry from Joseph, his father, uh, or foster father, if you please. please. And uh, he himself became a businessman, a carpenter, who made furniture for people. So, he was known in the community as the furniture man. He was known as the maker of chairs and tables and beds and stools and and desks for schools. (laughs) That was the kind of a person Jesus was. That was the reputation he had. I'm sure he must have been very good at his trade, but that was who he was. That was he who they knew him to be. And he had friends in the community. He had relatives in the community. Uh, he had acquaintances in the community. Uh, and then he disappeared from town and showed up about six months later. And he opened the Bible to Isaiah 61 and read. Uh, it is recorded in Luke chapter 4. Uh, verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to set at liberty them that are bruised and all of that. He began to read from Isaiah 61, uh, a prophecy that everybody knew to be a messianic prophecy. It belonged to the Messiah in Luke chapter 4. When you read the Mark chapter 6 account, same thing. They were offended at him. They felt like this is um, this guy is just trying to 
to insult our intelligence, really. He, he is trying to pull a wool over our eyes. We've always known him. We know his brothers. We know his sisters. We, I mean, if somebody is going to be the Messiah, then he's got to come in a special way. Not this guy that we've known all these years. They were expecting the Messiah to come with pomp and pageantry, pass the skies and arrive, powerful, riding on a horse. Of course, he will do that at his second coming. But his first coming was also predicted and prophesied about in the scriptures. And so they were offended at this Jesus. However, the reality was he was anointed. He had changed. The anointing changed him. And that anointing took place when he went to John's baptism. According to Matthew chapter 3 verse 16, as he was lowered into the water, the heavens opened. The Spirit of God descended upon him in the form of a dove. And there was a voice that went saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well placed. And after that, of course, he went into into the wilderness in Matthew chapter 4 to be tempted of the devil and fasted 40 days and 40 nights. The same account is found in the book of Luke chapter 4. Then in Luke chapter 4 verse 14, the Bible says, Then Jesus returned into Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. He returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. And the fame of him went abroad. Because now he had returned with power. He had returned with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. He is now going about doing good. Healing all who are oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him in a special way. What he to do was to heal the sick. Matthew chapter 4. will summarize his ministry this way. It said, and Jesus went about all Galilee. Teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And healing all manners of sickness, all manner of sickness and disease among the people. All manner of sickness and disease. So his ministry was summarized there as teaching, preaching, and healing. Jesus had the power to heal. Now notice Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit... And then with power. Now the Holy Spirit is the power of God. He is the third person of the Trinity. Why emphasize power again? And it is because Jesus was anointed with a very tangible healing power. He was anointed not just to preach and to teach. But he had this special healing power that he was anointed with. Glory to God. And that anointed you find throughout scripture. Being a blessing to people. Let's just look at a couple of scriptures. And look at this anointing. Turn in your Bibles with me to the book of Luke. And look at chapter 6. Luke's gospel. And let's look at the 6th chapter. And read from the 17th verse. And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. And the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. Everybody was trying to touch him because power went out of Jesus and healed them all. I mean, how did they know the power was going out of Jesus? Because it must have been a tangible power. This thing was substantial, tangible power that Jesus had on him. And they were begging him, let us touch you. Just allow us to touch you. 
Why did they want to touch him? Because whenever they touched him, they made contact with power. Hallelujah. Jesus had healing power. It was a strong, tangible healing power that whenever it will enter into people's bodies, it will effect a healing and a cure in their bodies. Just pretty much like somebody will have malaria fever, get an injection, and when the injection is injected into his body, it goes to kill the plasmodia in his red blood cells. And as soon as that, that injection enters into his body, he's expecting to get better. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're expecting to get better when you get an injection. These people will go and tap into the power of Jesus and expect to get better. And many of them will get better Instantly, That's the beauty of this healing power. At times, people get healed instantly. But it does not just heal people instantly. There are times when people get healed gradually. But the important thing is, once that power enters into you, you can begin to expect to get better and to get well. Hallelujah! So even tonight, with the power of God, that's it. You can expect to get better and get well and get perfect for that matter. You will be made whole by the power of God. Glory be to God. Uh, Now, uh, I want to read from chapter 5. Just go back a little bit to chapter 5 and um, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Look at this power again here. This power of the Lord was present to do what? The Christ, the healer, was teaching and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. The anointing of God's healing power that Christ was anointed with was present to heal everybody. Heal who? Notice them. Who are the them there? Again, look at that verse of scripture and look at the them. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and teachers of the Lord sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Glory to God. Now those guys, you know they weren't Jesus' friends. These Pharisees, the Sadducees, doctors of the law, they were, or teachers of the law, they were not friends of Jesus. And yet in the mercy of God, he made healing power available to heal them. If only they will have the right attitude to receive, then they will receive. Tonight, the power of the Lord is present here to heal us. I mean, God is so merciful that even those who opposed his son Jesus, Pharisees and teachers of the law, he was still, he still released his power to get up your neighbor and say, God is here to heal you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, but you will notice none of these guys got healing. The power of the Lord was present to heal them, but only one person got healed. And this guy was the person that was brought by four men. The Bible says then in verse 18, then behold, men brought on a bed, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd, because of the crowd, they went up on the house top, top and let down and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the mist before Jesus. This took place in Jesus' own house in Capernaum. That was where he lived, and this was his own house. And the crowd was able to enter into it, just in case you thought he was a very poor man who lived in the BQ. 
the guy was able to get a real multitude into his house. You know, and, and now they couldn't get it. They went and tore the roof and let the paralytic man down right in the midst before the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says in verse 20, when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven you. Well, don't let us go into all the story there. But if you skip down to verse 23, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say rise up and walk. But you may know that the Son of Man has power or not to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I said to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them. What brought healing to this man? How was the man healed? The power that was present to heal the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, that they did not receive, this man was able to receive because of the faith of his friends. Hallelujah! And Jesus spoke, and that power was released. And this young man received it, or this man received it, anyway. And he arose, took up his bed, and went to him. That comes to you under the anointing of the Holy Ghost today. You will receive your miracle in this place. Can I have somebody say, big amen. amen. So we've established that fact that Christ the healer was anointed to heal. Uh, and, and that he had the power. Now hear me. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. The, Jesus said, and you shall receive what after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you? You shall receive what? The word power there is dunamis in the Greek. The same dunamis translated power in the text, in the verses that we have read. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Dunamis. Then the Bible says, as many, uh, you, you know, in, 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 as many as touched him were made whole. For there went power out of him and healed them in Luke 6, 19. Dunamis is power there. Here we are again in Luke chapter, uh, chapter 5 that we just ran. And the Bible says the power of the Lord was present to heal them in Luke five seventeen. The word power here, dunamis in the Greek again. Same word power. Now Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, unto, unto the uttermost part of the earth. Every person who's received the Holy Ghost has received power. If you have the Holy Ghost, say, I have power. Say, I have the Holy Spirit. I am anointed with power. I've been challenging Christians a lot of late to learn to lay their own hands on their bodies. Hallelujah. When you are sick, before you reach for tablets, and before you call the doctor, and let's learn to lay hands on one another in our homes, in our families. I remember years ago like that, I had a rush of headache one particular day. And my wife just noticed as I put my hand on my head, wow, wow, and said, wow. And said, headache? I, I nodded my head. She said, let me lay hands on you. And you see, there's nobody that can, that can despise the other like one spouse, really. I, I, I'm like, you, you want to lay hands on me? And, and I laughed sarcastically. You know, but the Bible says in Mark 16, 17, this sign shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. In verse 18, it says, they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The signs will follow them that believe. Not follow the apostles. Not follow the prophets. Not follow the evangelists. Not follow the pastors and the teachers. He says, this sign shall follow them that believe. Any believer here? Come on, somebody say, I believe in Jesus. I'm a believer. Because why says this sign shall follow you? And my wife said, Mark 16, 17 says, I shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Let me lay hands on you. So anyway, um, jokingly I said, okay, 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 okay. And gave her my head. 
for her to lay hands on. So she finished praying. I said, Amen. Uh, you know, just jokingly. I really didn't mean business. And I turned around, but discovered the headache had disappeared instantly. Oh, yes, it did. Because my wife believed in Mark 16, 18. And she acted upon the word of God. Whenever the word of God is acted upon, you get results. You will certainly get results. Because the word works. The word is anointed in and of itself. Anointed. The word is anointed. So when you act on the word, the word works. My wife acted on the word of God and it worked. The pain disappeared. Glory to God. Let's have miracles in our homes. Can I hear somebody say amen? Amen. Remember one afternoon, my son came back from school. Well, apparently, he arrived home from school before I came back from the office. When I arrived from the office, I found this guy lying down on the couch downstairs. I said, hey, your mom's always told you when you get back from school, you go upstairs, remove your school uniform and put it in, in, the, in the laundry basket and, and you change into your housewares. Why are you lying down here? He had this look on his way. I, 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 I hurt my leg. I hurt my knee in school. I said, well, Playing football, he said yes, and he hurt his knee. Uh, he said, so I, I can't climb up the stairs. I, I've tried to climb up, I can't climb up. <laughs> I said, Yes, you will. Praise God. Because the Bible says, We shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. So, Daddy's going to lay hands on you and you are going to be healed right now. Do you believe it? He said, Yes. Of course, he's seen healings before in church and he's seen it at home too a few times. So, I laid hands on his knee. Two minutes later, my son was climbing up the staircase with absolutely no pain. Now, he's a twin and he's got a twin sister. Now, and a few weeks later, also now came home and said, Daddy, I've got pain in my knee. You need to take me to the hospital. I said, That's impossible. I said, Didn't you, didn't you see your brother? We hurt, you know, hurt his knee in school the other day. Did he go to the hospital to get healed? She said, No. How did he get healed? Said, you prayed for him. I said, Okay. So I'm going to pray for you too. And you too get healed. You ain't going to no hospital today. Praise God. And she too got healed to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Healing in the house. <laughs> and uh, said, I should ask, um, you know, her, her other sister. You see, we've got four kids, you know, praise God. Blessed with abundance. Amen. Four, <laughs> four special blessings. Glory to God. We're just trying to, to, to trust God for the third blessing when twins came. Amen. And they became four, you see. Hallelujah. A blessing of the Lord. It make it rich. And that's no sorrow. No sorrow. Praise God. <laughs> and, and, and so she said well you, you, you ask my sister uh, that uh, at times she has to come to the other side to talk to me when she tries to talk to me from this left side I'm not hearing her when she's calling me from this side I'm not hearing her you know so I began to talk to the Lord the Lord uses me to open deaf ears a lot it happens a lot praise God and if there's anybody with a hearing problem here tonight just relax Jesus will heal you praise God so you know but I had to believe God now have faith for my own miracle to take place in my own home. So I began to say, well, Lord, um, you know, it's so much easier to believe for headache and stomachache than uh, this, this deafness. But you are the healer. You can heal my daughter. I began to pray about it. I didn't pray for her instantly, but I began to pray about it. And then there was this particular day. I had quite a long day really attending to people. And... Um, uh, there was a Benny Hinn healing show going on on television. Many of you know Benny Hinn, isn't it? So his healing show was going on on television, and testimonies of healings were taking place. That day there was a series of deaf ears that opened up. 
You know, so I was downstairs, uh, saw the thing downstairs on television, well, went upstairs to my bedroom, wanted to really have a shower, actually. And the testimonies of the healing of deafness were still going on because the TV in the downstairs right now and lay your hands on her. And then the voice came the second time. By the time it came the third time, I quickly dashed downstairs, laid my hands on her. My daughter breaks into tears and said, Daddy, I just had a pop and my ear is open. I can hear clearly. Praise God. Praise God. Now, what I want to bring out of that example was that I was not in the healing service where I felt one anointing. Especially, no, I was just praying, laying hands as a Christian. As a born again Christian, we lay hands. Praise God. There is the side of laying hands as a born again Christian. And then there's a place of being under the anointing. I know I'm anointed to heal the sick. Praise God. And when I minister at times like this, I come under that anointing. Occasionally, when I'm all by myself, I could ask, we could pray in the spirit, you know, with somebody who wants me to pray for the person. And then that anointing comes into manifestation. Praise God. Uh, but uh, there are other times I just want to be a Christian. Amen? Acting on the word of God and getting results. Come and lift up, to, to look at your two hands and say, these hands of mine are anointed with the power of the Holy Ghost. I say, Pastor Victor, how do you know? Are you not the temple of God? According to 1 Corinthians 3, 16, the Spirit of God indwells you. Hallelujah! Same thing in 2 Corinthians 6, 17. It says, you are the temple of the living God. For as long as the Holy Spirit dwells on the inside of you, you are anointed. And what God wants from you is, believe Him. Believe Him. Trust Him. And expect him to do miracles. And miracles will take place. God will use many of us here today. May I challenge the church like that in the Philippines sometime last month? And you know, I was so excited. I just saw kids, you know, young teenagers like that. I was so excited. They excited me. The, the, the spine was bent over like this. And it just snapped. Palm like that. While somebody in the congregation laid hands on another. That kind of a thing excites me, you know. To just see mighty miracles taking place. And, and it's got nothing to do with me. It's got everything to do with the healer. And he lives on the inside of all of us. Somebody say praise the Lord. On the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit and the power with which Jesus was anointed came down upon the church of Jesus. And he has not gone back to heaven. The Holy Spirit and his power are still in the church till today. Let me hear somebody say Amen. So if you read Mark chapter 5, you see the story of the woman with the issue of blood. You remember that woman? The Bible says that, that, that there was a certain woman who had an issue of blood 12 years in the Old King James Version. Uh, and, and, and had uh, suffered many things of many physicians and was nothing better. Uh, and the same heard of Jesus and came in the press behind and touched his clothes. For she said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. In, in, in Mark chapter 5, uh, verses 25 to 27. You know, uh, and, G- and Jesus turned himself about knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. Jesus knew that virtue had gone out of him. This woman came in the press and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. Why? Because she heard of Jesus. What did she hear about Jesus? Peter just told us in our text that there was this word that God sent to the children of Israel through Jesus Christ. Preaching peace through Jesus Christ. He is Lord of all. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, and the, uh, with the Holy Spirit and power who went about doing good healing order to oppress of the devil. <clears throat> for, for, the, for God was with him. Praise God. That was what she heard. She heard Jesus was anointed. And she was like, okay, if anybody he touches gets healed, then anybody that touches him too gets healed. Why? Because the touching is about making contact. And when you make contact, there's transmission. John G. Lake used to say that the 
Holy Spirit, the, the anointed is the power of God in the spiritual as electricity is the power of God in the natural. Right now, electricity is amplifying my voice. Electricity is taking pictures. Electricity is illuminating the darkness here. Electricity is even, uh, you know, giving us music in this service. Electricity is, is cooling the air. Electricity is performing various tasks depending on the need that is plugged into electricity and depending on points of contact. Hallelujah. That is what it's all about. The anointing is also here like that. Glory to God. Somebody's got to plug your need. If you don't even need healing, plug some other need into the anointing tonight. And the need will be met in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But like I said, everybody finds a point of contact. For the woman with the issue of blood, the hem of his garment is the point of contact. That is how to receive this anointing. We receive this anointing by faith. And we look for a point of contact to receive the anointing. For the centurion in Matthew chapter 8, the point of contact was different. What was the point of contact? The words of the mouth of Jesus. Jesus said, I'm going to come and heal your servant. He said, no, 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 no. It is not necessary, sir. For I am a man under authority. I said to this one, go, he goes. I said to that one, comes, he comes. I know how authority works, sir. Authority works through words. We are the word of a king. Is. There is power. Speak the word only and my servant will be healed. He said in Matthew 8 verse 8. <laughs> and Jesus commended his faith. Because the faith that relies on the spoken word is a higher level of, for some other people, it's other things that's their point of contact for healing. James chapter 5 verse 14, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Because the oil, the olive oil is a symbol or representation or type of the Holy Spirit or a type of the anointing. And so if some people find it easier to receive their healings through the anointing oil, especially Africans. <laughs> all over the world people find it easier because as human beings it's something physical we can relate with and Nigerians have invented more about methods of healings they drink the oil <laughs> Nigerians you know Africans because Africans we had a lot of fetish background and the Habalis gave us things to drink so a typical Nigerian will go extra mile yesterday or was it a few days ago in church just this last Sunday uh, a testimony was given in church about some time ago I prayed over oil uh, you know, and, and, and I prayed over handkerchiefs because the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, I would rather my people are healed by faith extenders than not healed at all. Many people are at a low level of faith where they cannot receive their miracles without such things. And God spoke to me because I've shied away from it. I don't like the bastardization of some of those things and the idolatry that seems to come with some of them because some people really are, they are adored, but they can't even go out without the bottle. It's got to be inside their handbag. <laughs> you know, forgotten that the Holy Spirit himself is inside them. Glory to God. And some people will tie the handkerchief and tie it on their bumpers, on their car bumpers, for safety while they travel. And when some people go for exams, they'll be busy wiping their face. One guy went for a job interview, he, wiped, he was busy wiping his face. The people on the panel of inter- interview, one of the interviewers said, don't use that thing on me. I have my own. (laughs) (laughs) But I heard about, this testimony was shared in church about uh, a woman who had cancer and was billed for surgery sometime last year. The oil, the anointing oil was given to her and the handkerchief, she drank the oil and her cancer was cured. I'm happy for her. I would rather she was cured by drinking it than not cured at all. Praise God. 
But what God said was just anoint the people. And they would put the oil. Usually people's heads were anointed with oil. And they received their healings, their anointing oil, being a point of contact. Acts 19 verses 11 to 12 says, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, insomuch that the handkerchiefs and the aprons from the body of Paul were laid upon the sick, and they were healed, every one of them, and evil spirits departed from them. You see, the, 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 the handkerchiefs were points of contact. Why? Because when prayer is prayed on a handkerchief, uh, it duplicates ministry. When, when I pray over a handkerchief, it's, it's like me being carried somewhere. It's, when it's laid on somebody, it's like me laying hands on that person. And that was what happened to a woman who was in intensive care in about a years ago. I, I went preaching at one of our church branches on a Saturday night, and this man comes meeting me, and the meeting was late, past 9 p.m. says, my wife is at ICU. I said, if we go there, they wouldn't even let us in. He said, yes, yes, what I'm just asking for is, is, is a piece of cloth to take to her. So I said, well, I've been, I've been using this face towel all night. You take it to your wife and lay it on her in the ICU. And, and I prayed again over it. And, and uh, two weeks later, my wife was running a boutique at the time in the city, and I went to my, uh, to my wife's boutique to deliver. Just sent somebody to me and said, please, Tell Reverend to wait for me. She dashed downstairs and said, I just wanted to share the testimony. You remember the man that asked you at Global Harvest Church Bodhiya for, 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 for prayer for his wife who was at ICU? I said, yes. said, I was a woman. Three days I was out of the hospital, completely healed by the power of God. Glory to God. The anointing of Jesus, just like it can be transferred from one person to another, can also be transferred into items of clothing. Glory to God. And that is somebody's point of contact for their healing and for their miracle. So tonight, the spoken word can be your point of contact. Hallelujah. And, and yet, laying of hands can be your point of contact. The important thing is find a point of contact for this healing power of Christ to flow into you and it will flow into you. When the woman with the issue of blood received a miracle, Jesus said, your faith has made you whole. It's with faith, it is by faith that we tap into this power. We must believe that that power is resident in the church. Hallelujah! That power is not in heaven. Christ is seated in heaven, but he has anointed his church with his healing power. And that healing power is here tonight. Glory be to God. Whenever the church gathers, that power is in the church. And God has also anointed people with that power. And I'm anointed with that power. Glory be to God. So tonight, let your faith arise. And just relax and be confident that Jesus will touch you. And he will touch you and heal you. Amen. Amen. Let's rise to our feet tonight. Praise God. It's time to receive our miracles from God. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Wherever you are, can you just, if you have any night, if you have a pain in your back, lay your hand on your back, a problem in your shoulder, lay your hand on your shoulder, a problem with your tummy, lay your hand on your tummy, wherever the problem is, please lay your hand upon it. If there's anyone with a hearing problem, just come and stand before me here right now, a hearing problem, a hearing problem, a cancer or hearing problem, any of those two, please come and stand here. If you have, a, there's a back problem called slip disc. If you have a slip disc, please also come and just stand before me. Or a broken bone from an accident or something, or from some other thing, or from a degenerative disease or whatever. If it's a broken bone, also come and stand before me here. Everybody just lay your hand on your body. Even those of you who are standing out here, lay your hands on where you feel the pain, where the symptom of the problem is. Just lay your hand upon it now. Praise God. 
Faith has various uh, manifestations, various ways we express faith. And one of it is the vision of faith. Faith has a vision. In, in 2 Corinthians 4, verses 17 to 18, the Bible says that, that um, our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us an exceeding weight of eternal glory. Why we look not at the things which are seen? Help me, somebody. It's a word church. Why we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen? For the things which are seen are what? Temporal, but the things which are not seen are what? Are eternal. So we have the ability to see the invisible. Is that not so? Praise God. In, in, in Numbers chapter 21, the, the children of Israel murmured against the Lord. And he sent, or, or is that, that chapter 20? He, so he sent fairy serpents against, with a snake on it. And he lifted it before. And the Bible says, whoever looked, lift. Everybody who looked at it was healed supernaturally. Jesus now said in John 3 verse 14, as the serpent was lifted up in the wilderness, even so will the Son of Man be lifted up. With a vision of faith, I want you to see Matthew 8 verse 17. It says, himself took. And when Matthew 8 17 says himself took, it means he took on our behalf. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. I want you to close your eyes right now with the eye of faith and say, Holy Spirit, help me see my infirmity on the body of Jesus Christ. Yes, with that hand on your body, I want you to close your eyes and see it right now. And I want you to say, I see this infirmity. Mention the name of the problem. I see this asthma. I see this backache. I see this slip disc. I see this short-sightedness. I see this cancer. On the body of Jesus Christ on the cross, I see it. Jesus took it on my behalf. And I see it on his body on the tree right now. Father, I thank you for Jesus who took my asthma? Who took my arthritis? Father, I thank you for Jesus who took this migraine headache. Father, I give you glory. I see it on his body. He took it that I might not take it. Therefore, by his stripes, I am healed. Oh, yes. The Bible says by his stripes, you are healed. Begin to now see yourself healed. Because Jesus was made sick that you might be healed. He took your sickness that you might be free. So begin to thank God. Begin to give him glory. <laughs> glory be to God. Glory be to God. As we are doing it, healings are taking place here right now. Just as we are acting on the word of God. Healings are taking place here right now. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Oh yes, oh yes. If I, some of you begin to check that pain now, begin to check that problem now, begin to check it. Move your body now. Move your body. Try to do what you couldn't do without pain before. Do it now. Do it now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're going to continue, move on with this ministration to another level. But let me ask this question. If you check your bodies right now, how many of you discovered the pain has disappeared? The problem has disappeared. If you discovered it like that, for real, I'm not saying just by faith now, by fact, raise up your right hand and wave it. If by fact something has happened in your body. Let me see that hand up high above your head and wave it. I can see a hand at the back there. Please don't, don't wait. I want to see it properly. Everyone who has received an instant change in their bodies, lift up those right hands high above your head and wave it to Jesus the healer and thank him for your healing. Okay, I see several hands already healed by the power of God. Thank you, Father, for the vision of faith. That is also the confession of faith. Somebody say out loud after me. Say, I declare, I declare. that I am healed. By the stripes of Jesus. 
Jesus of Nazareth bore my sins on the cross of Calvary. He bore my sicknesses and my diseases also. I reject sickness. I reject disease. I reject infections from my body right now. And I declare in the name of Jesus for my body right now making me whole from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet in the name of Jesus I am healed according to the word of God and because I am healed I can move freely I can do right now what I couldn't do before without pain hallelujah 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 now add action to what you just said begin to say it I'm here.